Five o'clock. Come on, man, that cover, bullets. Come on up, man, that cover. Let me watch some cover with the Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved. Religion has long figured prominently in the lives of black people wherever they were. This is true for black Americans. When segregation was the law of the land, black churches and later mosques served as important spaces for racial solidarity and civic activity, faith, and more broadly was a source of hope and inspiration. Recent Pew surveys tell us most black adults say they rely on prayer to help make major decisions and opposing racism as an essential to their faith. He is concerned about black pastors coming to pray for Myron Arbery's family where we're we believe he should be concerned more about is these white killers lynching Ahmaud Aubrey, this unarmed black man for jogging while black. And so we're going to make a statement that our faith leaders can support us and any other victims, whether it's Ahmaud or uh, Trayvon or uh, Terrence Crutcher. We need our pastors there praying for us so we don't react in a different way. We want to react with uh, faith in that Christ intervenes because we are so aggravated that without prayer, Ahmaud Arbery's father might act a lot differently sitting in that courtroom with the killers of his son. But current trends in the U.S. for religious people have been consistently decreasing over the last 15, 20, and even 50 years, if you look at it. A growing number of Americans were moving away from organized religions, and the pandemic didn't do anything to stop that trend. A survey this month from the Pew Research Center found 29% said they had no religious affiliation. That's up six. And in the global south, like Latin America and Africa, particularly in Protestant denominations, religiosity has been going up. Back in the U.S., as we become more reconciled with the inaction on climate change and global warming, ever-increasing economic wealth disparities, racially biased AI technology, and theocratic and autocratic societies, we start to ask the question, how do we reconcile our faith traditions, societies, and families with that reality? Especially when most of us are only three generations removed from slavery and still trying to define ourselves in its aftermath. Imagine a world where you're constantly suppressed and repressed emotionally and intellectually, trying to make someone happy, 
You've been demonized, beaten down as a queer or disabled person for years, and told that a life of loneliness, confusion, and turmoil is the only path for you to be accepted in your own community or your own family. God hasn't got a thing to do with it. Imagine constantly striving to be a good wife and mother, abused regularly, and unable to share your reality with your faith community because it would be seen as disobedient. Was a young sister sitting on the front row, and your dress or skirt wasn't long enough, the mothers ease you from the front, or they came to the front with a piece of material. I want you old mothers in the church to get this. Second chapter of Titus. Titus. I want to work on the mothers now because they're in a mess also. That's right. And some of you old mothers that the preacher's wives look like old ancient classic neighborhood prostitutes. Imagine a world constantly trapped between hopeless aspiration and despair for personal failures and misdirection because you thought you were following the spirit of God as the prophet or the prophetess told you and where you were always navigating around fear, rejection, loneliness, depression, and other negative outcomes in every social interaction, love interests, or community, simply because you don't have faith. Imagine being told seeking help for your problems is a sign of the, devil. Sign of the devil. What one does realize is that when you try to stand up and look the world in the face like you had a right to be here. When you do that, without knowing that this is the result of it, you have attacked the entire power structure of the Western world. Imagine looking over the entirety of black history from the point of view of Bristol Harbor, Gory Island, the plantations in the Caribbean, and the people who bought and sold you, even your own folks. Imagine watching your surviving ancestors that landed in the islands in South America, Charleston, South Carolina, or right here in Annapolis, the 400 odd years of intervening time and looking at all of that and saying, God kept us just to teach us a lesson about faith, to help you buy a new car, to get a new husband, to make white people feel better about themselves, or simply to save us from a wretched life of barbaric religious practices back in Africa. We appreciate the book is called Hughes. We want to go live right now and show you a picture of the World Trade Center where I understand, do we have it? We have a breaking story, though. We're going to come back with that in just a moment. First, this is today. Plane, and I think looking at the damage, I don't think there's any way possible that it would have been a prop, mm. prop plane. It's just too Imagine watching this building. or being there, knowing that what was happening was set off by religious radical extremists and saying that, oh, they did that because they weren't saved. Thank God I didn't go into work today. And what would you say to a roving band of radical Christian nationalists who would count it better that you'd be shot on sight in the street 
during a protest by a teenager rather than have the right to vote or the right to protest against your own brother or sister gunned down in front of you or even in church. Had done the one white. If four black cops had done the one white, what was done to George, they wouldn't have to teach no new lessons. They wouldn't have to get corporations to get money. They would send them to jail. And until we know the price for black life, racial difference being talked about in terms of freedom, in terms of heathen and Christian, civilized and uncivilized. And really, um, what we see is if you have two race cars together, imagine two race cars together, one's Christianity and one's whiteness. And once we declared uh, our independence and once we get the First Amendment, it's as if the white car just takes over. But the but the Christian car is right there. It's right there. But it becomes invisible often. And that's what I set out to do is to show actually how whiteness and Christianity have gone together from the beginning. Imagine being here in D.C. on January 6th, 2021, sitting inside the Capitol and watching people invaded only to pray as soon as they got inside and pray to the Lord God Jesus the same one that you pray to as they walk around with the Confederate flag defecating and urinating on walls that your family members, black and brown people, would eventually have to clean up. And saying, that don't have anything to do with religion. I forgive you. I don't know who taught you all that foolishness, but that don't have nothing to do with God. Whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're imagining, we're now living at a time where two-thirds of white evangelicals are in favor of reducing legal immigration by 50% over the next 10 years. Something happened a long time ago in Haiti. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. Assuming you're from a shithole country. They said, we will serve you if you'll get us free from the French. The people of color have to rise up and overtake their oppressors and then Having gotten the whip handle, if I can use that term, then to instruct their white neighbors how to behave. Now that's critical race theory. Where in all fairness, a surprisingly high amount of African-Americans and African-American men agree. It's hard to even imagine that words like diversity and equity and inclusion would actually be considered truly divisive to the point where political leaders deliberately scrub those words from their websites. To say nothing of climate change, which is, of course, God's will and God's plan. We're in the last days anyway, of course. And don't forget cancel culture. That's, according to the Pope, ideological colonization. Imagine that. Imagine that. Two black couples from our church to our home to sit down, have some coffee and dialogue and share together. It was a wonderful time. We, we sat down, the three of uh, uh, us, the couples, spent about four hours together. And at the end of it, they all said to me, Pastor Gary, just keep teaching the word. They said, just, just keep teaching the word because the word of God addresses all sin issues, including racism. So if you just keep teaching the word, that's going to do, God's going to do his work to change hearts and lives of people. Elite sports institutions with millions of dollars are propping up, silencing, and placating black athletes and the audiences that love them on questions of equity and social justice for people that look just like them. 
We're living in a world in which people of all backgrounds and ethnicities are increasingly non-religiously identified. And where the hunger, confusion, passion, knowledge, and voices of dissent are coming together to say enough. It's time for something else. My officials of Julian our Bond. government see the world through a radical Christian view and try to impose that view on the rest of us who may or may not be Christian or have any religion. I think it's a terrifying phenomenon. But wasn't religion a very powerful Michelle force in, in the movement of which you were a part? Oh, very much so, very much so. Uh, but there are times, I think, when it became somewhat frightening then, at least to me. Try to restore some balance between people's privately held beliefs and the real wish that they'd keep them private, please. I've always been in a struggle with religion mm -hmm. and God, because I, 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 I know that there are more of them out there, but I, I think I'm this close, if I'm not already there, to being a, a black atheist. Mendisa the goal of black non-believers really was to try to bring people together to also engage those black folks who we knew were questioning or we knew were out there, but they didn't know that there were others. There's intersectionality between the, the traditional atheist separation from church and state and teach science in the classroom issues and social justice. We do provide support primarily, not exclusively, but primarily for Blacks who have left religion, questioning their, uh, their beliefs, et cetera. We do host and collaborate on a number of activities. We do work to increase the number of openly identified Black atheists. We have had people come to us who were initially in the closet, and we also support each other on how to approach that subject of non-belief with religious family members, friends, and acquaintances. Historically and for contemporary black Chris Cameron. today, right? Namely, a fear of rejection by your community for doubting the tenets of Christianity. Right. African Americans, by and large, um, are the most religious, racial, and ethnic group. If only there was a theory that was kind of critically looking into this way race is explained by whiteness as a category of belonging. Something that explained how major political leaders can refer to African Americans as a separate category of people who are different than Americans, or how a Georgia teacher could send home her kids with a homework assignment that is to write a letter to President Andrew Jackson explaining how, quote, removing the Cherokee will help the United States grow and prosper, unquote. You know, the settler's perspective, basically. If only we had something to explain that. Are you currently on a faith journey of your own? Are you questioning, seeking to find community in a way that's outside of traditional religious institutions? Or reimagining yourself in relationship to your community and your surroundings as a formerly religious person? You're not as alone as you think you are. There are communities and people and organizations that exist to help people like you in your own journey along the way of life, in your questions, 
in humanism, free thought, in social justice, education, LGBTQ advocacy, scholarships, and more. You are absolutely not the only one. There are others like you, and we're organized, we're engaged, we're active, we're protesting, communicating, and we're trying to live healthy lives as best and ethically as we possibly can, and to have a little fun along the way. Learn more about some of these organizations, like the ones that have produced this podcast, Where We're Headed. You can find out more at AmericanHumanist.org and BlackNonBelievers.org. That's the American Humanist Association at AmericanHumanist.org. And on Facebook, search us at Black Nonbelievers of DC and Black Nonbelievers at BlackNonBelievers.org. Find us online, support today, check us out. A recent survey by sociologist and statistician Ryan Burge, and I'll be sure to put this in the show notes, asked a percentage of Americans about, quote, racial problems here in the U.S. being a rare, isolated situation. And having asked this question to a number of different religious groups and denominations by category, the results showed that 44% of white evangelicals agreed with that premise. 37% of the Latter-day Saints agreed with it. 34% of white Catholics agreed with that statement, 25% of non-white Catholics believed that statement, 18% of Muslims, 17% of Jews, 11% of atheists, and 13% of black Protestants agreed with that statement that racial problems in the U.S. are a rare, isolated situation. And so, every few years as it goes, we keep asking ourselves, What kind of country do we want to be? And the answers that we give publicly don't always match up with the answers that we know ourselves to be true. As people of color, and more specifically, people of African descent, asking this question, who we are and who are we in this place, has been a daily practice in this 400-year experiment. You say, okay, God is black. Ari Spears. Mm. And people, you know, slaves are praying and, oh, my Lord, 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 Lord. Mm. Freedom gonna come one day. Well, freedom is inevitable. We weren't gonna stay slaves forever. So you mean to tell me 400 years later, finally being free, now we wanna go, he might not come when you call, but he's always on time. (laughs) If 400 years is on time, that's tardiness. If God is white, you putting all your praise into this white God who clearly didn't give a fuck about you either. Is he black? Is he white? If he's black, why wouldn't you look out for your own people? If he's white, now you showing love to this figure who kept you locked up. My reintroduction to my non-belief um, did not come from a Richard Dawkins or a Sam Harris. It did come from people like Jeremiah Kamara, learning about Sakibu Hutchinson, and also Norm Allen Jr. The struggle continues. It turns out, and we're wrapping up here, that despite high rates of religiosity that have always been known in our communities, Black people have been pushing back on frightening and often toxic dynamics for years. For many of us, it's felt like we can't have a mutual exchange of ideas about this place that we live and who we are without invoking God, gods, or some form of hybrid mysticism as a proper lens to view our trials as African-Americans and people of African descent. In fact, our history is full of it. At Black Nonbelievers of DC, over the last few years, we've been looking back to look forward with the coalition in our legacy program and with our own representation even at congressional levels. We're trying to figure out where we're headed. We found that there's quite a lot to talk about. And despite what we think and what I thought, we've had our own voices of dissent in our community, many known 
and unknown, some old, some new, and some hiding in plain sight. But dissent is critical to a healthy society, a healthy community, and the social justice that we're all working towards. These voices need to be revisited. And perhaps if we can understand them better, we can understand where we are and figure out where we're headed. Where we're headed.